Hi, good morning, everyone. Hi, my name is Kelly Johnson, and I'm the Director of Public Programs here at the Rothko Chapel. Uh, thank you so much for joining, in this, joining us this morning for our annual World AIDS Day observance as we gather in memory of those we've lost to AIDS-related illnesses and to uplift those living with HIV today. Now, please go ahead, and if you haven't already, take a moment to silence your cell phones as we invite you to come fully present into this contemplative space together. I'm actually gonna do that too. Uh, so the Rothko Chapel has long been a sanctuary for Houstonians impacted by AIDS, as during the heights of the epidemic in the 80s and 90s, we hosted memorial services for community members who died from the disease, and we created safe spaces for their loved ones to grieve. This was at a time when other communities refused to honor the lives of those we lost due to fear and stigma. In 1988, the United Nations founded World AIDS Day as the first ever international day for global health. And this year's theme is Equalize, urging each of us to address the inequalities which are holding back progress in ending AIDS, including continued inequitable access to healthcare, as well as entrenched stigmas. Several years ago, at a Thanksgiving dinner with some of my extended family, it was revealed that my mom's cousin David died of complications from AIDS in the 80s. As conversation continued, David's mother implied that he deserved to suffer because he was gay. She said that even if he was alive today and he called her on the phone to talk, she wouldn't pick up. She gave me a photo of my mom and David as teenagers saying she didn't want it anymore. This hatefulness and shame that was expressed on that day remains deeply painful to me. Every, day, every year, as World AIDS Day nears, I think about David and imagine what he was like. I wonder what was his favorite music? Uh, what was his laugh like? What were his hopes and dreams? And what would his life have been like if he survived? I feel deep grief that he and countless others had their lives cut short and that their legacies have often been scorned by those who continue to uphold hateful stigmas and refuse to see our shared humanity. I also think about how these long-standing narratives of shame and blame are enacted on impacted communities to this day some of which have evolved into horrific acts of hate and violence, specifically toward the LGBTQ plus community, like the mass shooting at Club Q in Colorado Springs, which remains very heavy on my heart this morning as well. So as we come together today in grief, in hope, and in solidarity, let us be the seeds that continue to grow more kind, more accessible, more equitable futures to end these stigmas and this epidemic so that all people living with HIV today can thrive with the love, support, and agency that they deserve. Thank you for being here with us this morning. Good morning. There are far more people here now than there were when I first sat down, and that's a wonderful thing. My name is Amber Harbolt, my pronouns are she, her, and I am vicar at Kindred, which is an uh, ELCA Lutheran congregation that is affirming and celebrating of LGBT, LGBTQIA plus individuals located in the Montrose neighborhood. And if you don't know Grace, uh, Kindred, perhaps you know our parent congregation, Grace, that's situated at the corner of Waugh and Missouri, 
Grace has a long history of serving folks who no one else would think to serve, reaching out to people who no one else would take the time to stop for. And in the early days of the HIV epidemic, was one of a handful of congregations that would conduct funerals for those who died from complications of advanced HIV, what we used to call AIDS. So I am a vicar, a minister, and I sit at a very interesting intersection of also having worked as a medical anthropologist in the field of HIV and public health for about a decade. So uh, I worked for the Ryan White Planning Council Office of Support here in Harris County. I worked for the Houston Health Department, and I worked for the Brazos Valley Council of Governments doing HIV prevention and care services planning. Uh, and so I did this for about a decade before receiving my call to ministry. We have technologies that have never before existed medications for prevention, ways of treating HIV, ways of administering medication that we have never seen before. Going back to 1995 and 1996, when highly active antiretroviral therapies uh, called heart medications and combination therapies, we used to call them cocktails, came on the scene and deaths from this painful and disfiguring and disabling disease plummeted. Simple single pill regimens opened up possibilities for travel, for work, and for relationships without having to set an alarm for the middle of the night to get up and take medication just to survive. A decade ago, we thought PrEP was the magic bullet. It was like sci-fi or something. A pill? You could just take daily, like birth control or a multivitamin that effectively prevents transmission of HIV. Combined with efforts like U equals U, undetectable equals untransmissible, we in the public health world felt like the goal of new transmissions being a rare, rare occurrence was within sight. And more recently, we're seeing commercials for injectables like Cabanuva for treatment and a, prep, a Pretude for prevention that mean we can go weeks without even thinking about HIV. We're in a technological renaissance, a great unfurling of how we treat HIV and prevent HIV medically. And yet, access to that treatment is not equally distributed. Prevention barriers exist for the uninsured and the underinsured. Treatment barriers exist for those without adequate access to transportation, stable housing, food security, substance use disorder, or mental health concern resources. And yet, HIV does not occur in a vacuum. HIV does not care who you are, your race, your ethnicity, your age, your gender, your life experiences, but particular populations bear an unequal share of the burden of HIV both in prevention and care. 
HIV in Houston disproportionately affects black and Latino uh, communities, LGBTQIA plus people, people struggling against poverty, substance use disorder, intimate partner violence, and mental health concerns. Many long-term survivors diagnosed in the 80s and early 90s are now becoming elders. And many who could not envision aging with HIV are now having to do so without the assistance of families or financial resources to support them. Cis women, trans men, and non-binary people are continually overlooked and underserved as outreach efforts try to establish the most bang for the buck, which is a good thing, but remember who's left out. And yet, Stigma continues. Homophobia and transphobia run rampant. Those quietly nursing hatred have been emboldened to exercise it. And monkeypox slid so readily into the spot created by HIV stigma. And yet, HIV as a chronic, manageable condition is but one complication in what can often be a constellation of barriers to a life of joy lived freely. This is why the theme of equalize is so critical moving toward a world where new HIV transmissions are rare and everyone has unencumbered access to prevention and care resources they need. You don't have to be a religious person to value the intersection of spirituality and HIV. See how I'm bringing it together, my vocations together. Both include transcending experiences that are uplifting and painful that leave us transformed. Both carry out the practice of stringing together the pearls of our lives to make meaning of our journeys. And the persistent cry for justice is something we share in common. Late fall and winter are when many of the world's cultures and diasporas begin their festivals that peace and material justice and universal flourishing that we're all striving for are within reach. That new life sprouting from death is not only possible, but inevitable. But change doesn't just happen on its own. We know that from physics to community organizing. Change happens when we show up. Raising awareness, raising our voices in dissatisfaction and protest, raising our fists in solidarity, raising money, raising up new leaders and contributors, raising the next generation to accept no less than an equalized playing field when it comes to HIV. I don't know what work to equalize belongs to you. Only you know that. But I encourage you to listen with the ear of your heart for your next steps as we seek an end to HIV. I wonder how you showed up here this morning. Did you fight morning rush hour traffic or scramble to make it to the bus or rideshare on time?
Did you have a sleepless night or carry heavy worries? Are you here for work, preoccupied with the tasks of a full day already stretching before you, and it's not even 8.45, well, it's 8.45 now. (laughs) Have you arrived as a volunteer, a community organizer, or an activist, full of fire and passion, ready to fight for equity in HIV prevention and care and treatment access? Maybe you're here mourning long-lost loves, or the sting of more recent grief. Maybe you're here maintaining the tough fight against a merciless condition. Remembering those who never made it here. Maybe HIV is a hazy memory for you, or a new, sharp reality. Maybe your encounters with HIV seem purely theoretical and hypothetical, third-hand, limited to books and media. However you've arrived today, this is where you are, and this is where you're meant to be. Notice the pressure of the ground beneath your feet. Notice the slight variations and tinges and hues of color in the murals around you. Notice the quiet, heavy and grounding like a weighted blanket. Relax your jaw. Release the tension in your shoulders. As we enter this ritual of remembrance, let us center ourselves for the sacred time with a practice of deep breathing. Take a deep breath in and a deep breath out. Breathe in fully. Breathe out completely. Breathe in the breath of life and settle into this time and in this place. People across religions, spiritualities, and cultures create altars to honor ancestors or spirits to leave offerings, practice rituals, or express themselves in meaningful ways. Some of you have brought mementos with you today honoring the memories of those lost or whose lives were affected by HIV. Or you've brought tokens of hope for a future lived with and eventually free from HIV. Perhaps you will take up a pencil to write or draw or doodle your memories and grievings and hopes on a note card this morning. Whatever you've brought with you or create here, the people and events those treasures represent deserve a place of honor and remembrance.
and your full human heart deserves a space to feel whatever you're feeling in this moment. As the music begins and there's room, I invite you to the altar to place your items or note cards or to simply rest in a moment of contemplation. Come to the altar, for all is ready.
morning. Good morning. Um, I just want to take a moment really quickly and just how amazing that was. That was soothing, brought back memories, uh, probably invoked some things. Uh, but I just want to say yes, yes, all of that, all of that. Good morning, everyone. My name is Titan Capri. I am a proud black gay male who is HIV positive. I have been HIV positive 17 years, but I was diagnosed with AIDS. So today is one of those days that I, I celebrate myself, but I also celebrate those that came before me. I uh, honor those memories of those that are not here, that didn't have what I have before me this morning. Uh, to be able to go on and do so. We celebrate and we honor those individuals as well. Um, I um, thought about World AIDS Day and the theme is Equalize. And I just wanna go through the letters of Equalize really quick if you all uh, have me do that. We good? We good, good? All right, that's that. I like that. So we're talking about Equalize. E. Uh, equality across the board. We want to have equality. We want to have equality in the workplace. We want to have equality in our homes. We want to have equality where we get our services and things like that. Early on in my diagnosis, I didn't understand what equality was, right? Because I thought I was just taking a pill and doing what I needed to do for my diagnosis. But I do understand how equality is a thing. Uh, Q. I want you to question. Question what does that mean? What does World AIDS Day mean? What does HIV mean? What does it mean to you? I normally ask my clients, what does HIV mean to you? What does World AIDS Day mean? Sometimes uh, we uh, think that because we celebrate, I'm sorry, I hope my lawn don't go off, uh, that we celebrate that we don't have to question uh, what's going on. And I ask that you do that. You, understanding, understanding that not everyone is at your level. Not everyone is going to be at my level or your level, or they just may be starting out and they need some understanding, right? They need some understanding. They need to understand where they're at right now. 17 years ago when I was diagnosed with AIDS, I only had four T cells. My understanding was death. That's what that was. But I know now that it's life. I thought that I was going to die, and here I am 17 years later standing before you all. So understanding. A, I'm just going to say AIDS, because sometimes we want to think that it's not a thing because we're in 2022, but it's still a thing, and it affects us differently. L, leadership. We all are possible. We all have the possibility of leadership. Actually, I'm going to take that back. Not the possibility. We all are leaders, right? We all can lead somebody somewhere. We have knowledge. We have understanding, right? We're questioning. You know, we're looking at equality. So we need those leaders. I, I want you to be intentional. I'm intentional about where I place my energy and how I use my life. I deal with my clients, and I'm going to take that back. I interact. I love I feel with my clients, and I'm always intentional about how I use my energy and how I use my light so that I can be able to help somebody else come on, right? And Z, be zestful. You know, have some zest. Have a little fire. 
right? Because sometimes we can uh, tell somebody something, but it doesn't come across the same way if it doesn't have a little zest attached to it, a little zhush, you know, a little something attached to it. And then E, I need everyone, everyone. World AIDS Day is not just for one person or one entity or one organization, it's for everyone because it affects us all. It affects us all. I'm gonna ask that um, you do something with me really quickly. Just take in a deep breath and then release it. All right. My call to action this morning is we thrive. I've been lying to myself that I could tangle with death, that this life is only day in and day out, that my spirit has been in drought, living for the next sunset and sunrise, so all I can do is hide my cries. This life was not only meant for you to live, it was meant for you to thrive. No more hiding, no more fighting, no more crying, and no more lying. I found out recently that my life meant more to me than the strife I have been facing, keeping me pacing the floor, still placing the blame, holding my head low because I was ashamed. As I look into the mirror, the question become clearer. Titan, are you going to live or are you going to thrive? No more hiding, no more fighting, no more crying and no more lying. God gave me this gift. Spirits, I'm able to live. Dreams, I'm able to achieve. Souls, I can set at ease. Because finally, I can now see me as God sees me. How the universe uses me. Why? Because I'm alive and we thrive. We thrive. We thrive. Sing with me. We Thrive, we thrive. That's good. Come on, we thrive. That sounds good. Come on, yes, yes. Keep going, keep going. <laughs> I love it. Keep going. Okay, on World Day's Day, we thrive. We're not just living, we're thriving. Those of us that are still here in the fight, yes, keep going. And those of us that have passed on, our loved ones, our friends, our family members, we want to thrive for them. That's what we want to do. So today, when you leave here, I want you to think about it. Think about it. Yes. Come on. We. Yes. Come on. I want you to thrive. Yes, I want you to thrive. Tell somebody today that you're thriving. World Days Day is not just another day. It's our life, and we're living and we're thriving. Thank you. Thank you, Titan, Vicar Amber, and Takamura, young artist, uh, for moving us through this observance today. Uh, we encourage everyone to check out uh, and share the resources listed on the back of the program that was handed out to you um, to learn more and get involved. And now we'd like to invite you to please enjoy a final moment of reflection with a closing interlude uh, from Decamera. And we hope to see you back here at the chapel again soon. Thank you.